I'm Rupa Subramania. This is Tom Korski. This is Ken Drysdale. This is Dr. Eric Payne. This is Dr. William Mackis. Hi, this is Shadow Davis from the Shadow at Night live stream, and you are listening to the Sean Newman Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, folks. Happy Friday. First and foremost, a sellout. Yeah, that's right. Uh, thanks to all you lovely listeners, to the people of Lloyd Minster, anyone traveling in. The SMP presents on uh, Sunday, January 22nd here in Lloyd Minster is going to be a sellout. The Rural Urban Divide featuring Quick Dick McDick, uh, Vance Crow, and of course Steve Barber. I, uh, I, get, I had my doubts and I know <laughs> I know some people were like concerned because I sound so worried about it but I mean it took it took some considerable um, some considerable energy and push and everything else but it just shows the goes to show you what can be accomplished when you set your mind to it so now all it's got to be done you know is is of course we got to pull off the show we got to go do it for all you wondering if it's going to be aired yes we're going to record it uh, I'm working right now to see if we can live stream it so if if that happens you'll I'll, I'll be uh, making sure to put it out on social media so you, you can follow along on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram of course that way uh, if if it does come out it would be live streamed on uh, the plan is to live stream it I should say on Facebook uh, Twitter and then rumble anyways uh, follow along that way and that's that's the goal and uh, I believe we're gonna make it happen um, here as I sit here on a Friday that is the plan as of now of course things can change drastically quickly etc either way I'm excited SMP presents we're back first show of 2023 rural urban divide at the Gold Horse Casino in Lightminster and I got exciting news coming up next week uh, about when the next SMP Presents is going to be. And, uh, well, I'll just tease it there. We're, we've got an exciting one coming up and looking forward to unveiling that and, and uh, where it's going to happen and all that good stuff. Anyways, uh, thanks, everybody, for, for sharing and, and driving and coming and everything else, especially on a Sunday night. I know a ton of people are like, a Sunday night? I'm like, yeah, no, it's Sunday night. Anyways, for today, we got another uh, interesting conversation happening. Before we get there, a couple of uh, episode sponsors – Rectech Power Products. Uh, of course, the boys are back in for 2023. And for the past 20 years, they've been a leader in the power sports industry. They offer a full lineup, including Can-Am, Ski-Doo, Sea-Doo, Spider, Mer- Mercury, um, Evan Rude, Mahindra Rocks, or Holy Sean. You are excited today. I am excited today. Uh, <laughs> they're going to come to the... Uh, Alan and Ryan are going to be at the SMP Presents on Sunday. So we'll be shaking some hands, and hopefully they, they've got some uh, interesting people coming along with them. Of course, if you sponsor the podcast, you get tickets given to any of the SMP Presents. So if you're you're looking for uh, something to advertise on, hey, reach out. Uh, phone numbers in the show notes, and uh, you could be right alongside Rec Tech and all these wonderful companies with uh, coming to the show. Anyways, they got a parts department. <laughs> cup. They're probably like, "Are are you talking about us? Are you talking about you?" I don't know. Sean's a, Sean's giddy on a Friday uh, before an SMP presents. Uh, they got a parts department that's open Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday. Sean, not Monday through Friday. Holy Dina! And for further details, you can visit them at RecTechPowerProducts.com. Maybe I should just stop here, you know? Like, I'm, I'm, I haven't had a... I, all I've had is coffee today, folks, I swear. But Sean is, uh, is, is wound tight. He's, he's fired up. He's excited for uh, the weekend and, and possibly what the conversation coming on Sunday is going to do. <sighs> yeah, exciting times. 
Uh, HSI Group, they are your local oil field burners and combustion experts that can help make sure you have a compliance system working for you. The team also offers security, surveillance, and automation products for residential, commercial, livestock, and agricultural applications. They use technology to give you peace of mind so you can focus on the things that truly matter. Uh, stop in at 3902 52nd Street or get Broder Chemical at 306-825-6310. Hey, and I should mention, um, the Tuesday mashup, you know, uh, Drew McKay at a Rocky Mountain House had this idea, and uh, it's resonated. You know, uh, we're looking for, for a sponsor for the Tuesday mashup. Um, and he's like, well, why don't you approach 12 small businesses and uh, see if they want to take a month, you know, and piece it off 12, 12 ways because a lot of people are enjoying it. And I was like, oh, it's like, yeah, I don't mind that idea. Okay, so we we reached out, and now now we got a sponsor for for February coming up, and we got a sponsor for sober October. And I'm just like, hey, if you're sitting there and you got some creative juices going, and you you know you go, I can't afford to to sponsor you throughout the year or advertise whatever word you want to put there. Um, maybe maybe the Tuesday mashup is right up your alley. Anyways, if you're uh, a business and you, you you like the sound of that, maybe you got an idea of like, man, I really like to take whatever summer month or whatever winter month or maybe you get a month where it's like i'd really like to focus on something we're open to that as well so we're we're uh constantly or not constantly we're openly exploring maybe anyways hey that's that's sean on a on a on a friday here folks i'm 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 thinking sometimes uh you're getting me uh spitting out some things that i haven't uh, written down this is certainly that time anyways if that sounds like something up your alley uh reach out of course, the phone number is in the show notes. And uh, Gartner Management, they're Lloyd Mr. Base Company specialized in all types of rental properties. So if you're uh, looking to get out of uh, wherever you're at, you want a cool little space, you want a, you know, maybe a landlord that uh, is easy to deal with, give way to call 780-808-5025. Now let's get on that tail of the tape brought to you by Hancock Petroleum. For the past 80 years, they've been an industry leader in bulk fuels, lubricants, methanol, and chemicals, delivering to your farm, commercial, or oil field location. For more information, visit them at hancockpetroleum.ca. She's a business owner, author, speaker, registered holistic nutritionist, and the host of the Tish Talk podcast. I'm talking about Tish Conlon. So buckle up. Here we go. This is Tish Conlon, and you are listening to the Sean Newman Podcast. Welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Tish Conlon. So first off, Tish, thanks for uh, hopping on. Yeah, my pleasure. Happy to uh, to be here. Well, it's been, um, for the listener on this side, we've, we've done it with Drew Weatherhead and, uh, um, certainly here in 2023, they're going to, they're going to start to see this happen a few more times. I don't know how many times we'll do it here on the, on the podcast, but it's, it's the double header. So me and Tish just had a little bit of a conversation on her side. And then of course, uh, bring her back on this side. There's a whole bunch of different, uh, uh, content creators or podcasters, independent journalists here in Canada that, uh, are doing things across the country that, um, you know, I, I, I didn't know who Tish was and, until Tish reaches out, right? And so you kind of just see see where it goes. I've been uh, open to it uh, for a long time. So if somebody, if that catches somebody, you know, and you're like, oh, this person's in Canada, by all means, you got the text line, shoot me a text. Either way, Tish, it's, uh, it's great to have you back on this side now. Um, for the listener, I, I don't know where you want to start. I don't know how, how far you want to go back. But uh, tell them a little bit about yourself, and, and we'll jump in from there. 
Yeah, no, thanks. Sure thing, Sean. Yeah, so for people who don't know me, um, like Sean, I started a podcast, Tish Talk. And before that, um, you know, I spent a, a, a long career. I had a, a recruitment firm and talent solution agency. So I do leadership development um, over 20 years in the recruitment sector internationally. And then I became a keynote speaker um, on topics of health. For me, health is everything, a driver. So that's how I got involved in this whole, um, I guess you call it freedom movement, was my passion for human health. So I'm a registered holistic nutritionist. Um, I'm a resilience coach. I wrote a book in 2015 on food and health and the connection to stress called ABCs of food, boost your energy, confidence and success with the power of nutrition. And I guess even before that, I've always uh, been a fighter for people and, and having to fight myself. I'm only five foot two, um, but I was the first woman in Canada to get my black belt in shoot wrestling so I've always been feisty and a grappler of lots of stories throughout my life and you know just called into uh, fighting and standing up uh, when I saw the government overreach and I um, decided to run the election so I ran for PPC back in uh, 2020 was it 21 <laughs> and uh, 21 and um, yeah and I'm still the PPC candidate for Durham so I mean for me getting the message out and having conversations one at a time through podcasting is richly rewarding and you know I speak regularly at events and I do have a small detox clinic so and two wonderful teenage boys um, that I'm, uh, you know, happy to have at home and with many, many debates on a regular basis. So that's my intro. <laughs> what, uh, why shoot, why, why a black belt and shoot? Like, it isn't like you got, you know, you just, you went for a class or two and enjoyed it. Like a black belt, I, I would assume, uh, required some dedication, uh, sticking with it, getting good at it, etc. Mm -hmm. what was it about like uh um, um i don't know i assume it's a martial art uh yes uh, yeah would be right so what was it that, that attracted you that and then uh, and then on top of that um kept you going with it what what made you come yeah. back and and go all the way to get a black belt yeah i guess i mean it's it's maybe my personality that sort of a driver in me that uh um, but I, I was a competitive gymnast growing up, so I was used to, you know, heavy training, hours of competing and, um, you know, like 20 hours at the gym. So I'm used to really being disciplined about uh, athletics. And then when I transitioned out of gymnastics and got into other sports, I was naturally acrobatic and naturally strong. And someone suggested I try out martial arts and I'd watched all the Bruce Lee movies and he was a big inspiration. I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. So the grapple component always came naturally to me I don't know why I've always kind of been a wrestler <laughs> fighting mostly boys when I was growing up um, but yeah I, I just took to it and it did take 10 years it's a very uh, it's comprehensive you know you learn all the systems you learn um, kickboxing you learn boxing as well as all the judo holds and then the jujitsu ju so the ground the ground locks and holds you know like arm bars and headlocks and all that so I learned the whole system and um, I was the first woman in Canada to get my black belt in can in in that discipline, and loved it. Um, I don't train anymore, so it's something at some point I'd love to go back to. Um, I've gotten into fat biking and mountain biking and, and a number of other things and cottaging um, and taking my kids to soccer. And I still play soccer, but uh, I love martial arts, and it it also helps train your mind on the way the way of the warrior, right? I do consider myself kind of like the peaceful warrior in a way. 
You know, that's that's um, <laughs> it, it's interesting because uh, you know, like uh, jujitsu in particular has become like a very uh, mm -hmm. popular thing. You know, the rise of uh, the UFC and and everything that's entailed there. And then I just think uh, you know, even the show. You know, uh, um, listeners will recall Drew Weatherhead. He's got his black belt in jujitsu and and. Uh, the multiple people who've come on that have started it and 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 just rave about it. It's been a growing uh, sport, oh. uh, you know, over the past decade, maybe longer. I, you know, somebody knows better than me. It's just it's interesting, uh, and it there's a ton of women getting involved in it too, which is also very interesting, right? Like uh, a grappling, yeah. uh, well, martial art, it, and no, it's it's fascinating. Uh, when it comes to the body, you know, and, and the health and, you know, uh, your background in that, what is some of the things you think uh, most people um, don't understand, I guess, that, that overlook when it comes to uh, our bodies and health? Oh, that's a, this is like that's like a five hour topic. I'll try to condense it down to a few minutes. But when it comes to our health. I've taken, like, I always was interested, and if you look in my house, I have hundreds of books. Um, and since uh, sort of 2020, when they're rolling out the, this pandemic, this whole this whole thing, and I um, I started to really look at things. And I, I do acknowledge something was out there that harmed a lot of people. So I'm not like a denier of uh, things that happened. My own cousin was a nurse in Flint, Michigan. And when, with the first wave of whatever was happening in 2020, he succumbed, he, he passed away and it, he, he was only sick a few days and it got really bad. And by the time he went to the hospital, they did the things that don't work. They, they probably gave him remdesivir and put him on a, a, the ventilator and then that took his life. Um, so there are things out there that can affect your health. Is it, you know, is it through, we, we don't know exactly what it is, but your health is in your own hands is what I've really learned because what's outside can impact what's inside if what's inside is is not harmonious. So if you have a really bad diet, plus you're under stress, plus you don't sleep, all the factors, plus you're overweight, you're going to express some sort of disease, um, some sort of problem physically. Um, the other thing is your thoughts and emotions can really impact your physical being. And, and people are starting to see that conclusively scientifically. So we're an integrated being. So we are holistic. So I do believe in holistic health. When someone comes to me and they have a problem, we usually talk about what's going on in their life emotionally too. Because emotional crap manifests physically, right? And it's all connected. So, you know, I have lots of tips for people. I go around talking about the great threats. So we've got stuff in our air, whether you want to call it chemtrails or just it's just happening naturally. We got horrible things in our soil like glyphosate and coming into our food. That's probably the biggest problem. The water is compromised. Some places still use fluoride, which is a neurotoxin, affects your IQ as well. Um, and was used for rat poisoning in the past. So we, you know, we've got all these systems, plus we're being fed junk food. And on every corner of every small town in Canada, we're both Canadian, you see vaping stores, you've got marijuana stores, you've got you know, LCBO, but you don't have a lot of vegetable stands. So the temptations are huge, you know, Sugar Mountain donuts, but we don't have the, the healthy choices. So if we take our health in our own hands, the biggest message to your audience is, dramatic results can happen even as short as weeks and there is it's not it there's a way to go about it that's incredibly powerful 
Um, and I do talk about it a lot. I interview a lot of people on my podcast about different things that you can do to get the toxins out of your body. The most important word I could tell your audience is detox. That's the critical thing. We got to, because there's so much shit in the air. Maybe we might be in peak toxicity for uh, humanity right now. Again, how do I know? Who knows what happened 100,000 years ago? But I think lots of toxins. But as we've both said, we have an incredible, miraculous body. So if you've got a lot of garbage coming in, as long as you can keep processing the garbage out, you're going to be fine. And so that's what we're wearing people down is we're getting these overloaded uh, garbage cans, right? Just too much crap in it. And we haven't taken the garbage out. So you get, you get in the habit of detoxing daily. And there are simple ways you can do that. Um, you know, I could go into a few things. Sure. No, I, yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. Don't worry about uh, uh, going long-winded. I'll, I'll uh, interject if, if okay, I good. Fit, so. Yeah, <laughs> I get on tangents if you like, you know, I'll try to keep it short. So simple things, because people do get overloaded. If you're at ground zero and you're like, you know what? I've got no energy. Um, I'm listening to the Sean Newman show. I want to change my life, but you don't know where to start. Get a bag of lemons. Buy lemon. lemons are incredible power foods. So you half a lemon a day in a in filtered water. Tip number two: change your water. I mean, don't drink the tap water. The municipal water, and I think everywhere is compromised. There's, there's between the drugs and uh, if it's still fluoride, all that stuff's bad for you. Glyphosate, all these chemicals. Get filtered water. If you invest in nothing else this month for your health, filtered water. So half a lemon in filtered water is already great. What is Second, it? Uh, sorry, Tish. I, go I, ahead. What is it about lemons? Lemons. Okay, great question. So um, I had uh, Dr. Robert O. Young on my podcast. I was thrilled. He's uh, uh, the author of the um, PH Miracle series, and he's you know holistic doctor. He's also got you know number of PhDs and does live cell microscopy as well. Um, I always sort of uh, talk to him, but he talks about how our systems need to be alkaline. When we have a more alkaline system, we can fight almost any disease. And so he has all these ways of doing it. And lemons, um, interesting point, are alkaline. So you, you think of fruits as being acidic, but lemons and grapefruits, particularly lemons are one of the only, the only fruits that are actually, they burn alkaline in your body. So they, when they help to, they, they help to keep our system stable. And with our sad diet, and it is truly sad, standard American diet, we have all these acid-forming foods, and acid is inflammatory, and it creates disease. So it's it's almost like if you change your diet and make have a more alkaline diet, you can you can eliminate things like diabetes. He shows this in all his case studies, and a lot of these chronic conditions. Um, even change your gut flora and your gut bacteria, so you get more of the good guys. So uh, a lot of the the diseases you've probably heard this. They just they're manifested in, in, in their inflammatory conditions. Um, and the other thing is our bodies uh, right now they have so many harmful chemicals, and they're leaking in through our gut. Um, through something called leaky gut syndrome. We all have it because this particularly glyphosate, and I'm going to really attack that because we've got to get rid of it in agriculture. People might know it as Roundup, and a lot of people are savvy as to how harmful it is, but they spray it on the wheat and the corn um, under the guise. I don't even know why, but after they, they harvest it. So it's going in 
creating wheat for us and it's loaded with these toxins so a lot of people myself i don't eat i'm gluten-free um and they say a lot of people in north america uh, had gut issues not so much in europe because the regulations are different there they are much stricter um so for example i used to go to paris and i could eat as much you know bread as 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 i wanted there you go back here and you start getting wrenching gut pain a lot of people believe it's from the glyphosate so once you get leaky gut caused by whatever chemicals but i think largely due to glyphosate um all of a lot of other things sneak in and and, and your stomach is your frontline defense against a lot of these pathogens whether they're bacterial or fungal um, or parasitic so you know so lemons are amazing for our systems um so i mean my tips are and it, you know alkaline foods uh, another amazing power food are avocados alkaline full of great oils for people if you can eat a whole bunch of those um, at least one a day um, and then exercise so shift your diet get moving and then detox um, and detox, uh, things like I have a little detox clinic. So infrared saunas helps to get all that crap out. We're loaded with heavy metals, um, from childhood shots from, from the air. I mean, sprayed in the air, all different things. So, uh, you need something that can bond, can, can bind with these heavy metals and, and a great, uh, natural substance that binds with heavy metals is cilantro. So, um, you know, you could start, you know, using cilantro and foods. Um, they sell them as supplements as well. But if you cover making your diet better, exercising and detoxing, you're going to feel so much better. Um, that combined with sleeping. I mean, a lot of people have chronic insomnia as well. Well, you know, uh, you bring up sleeping. Uh, I, once again, I apologize to all my listeners. I rehash this story all the time, Tish. But <laughs> I stumble. I, uh, I, I threw it out to Kristen Nagel. And uh, I'll throw it out to you as well. I need I need a bee person. I need somebody who deals with honey because I would love to have an hour discussion on bees. And I saw Joe uh, Rogan had uh, somebody on uh, talking about it. And uh, for whatever reason, I haven't gone and listened to it, which maybe that's my bee person right there. Maybe I need to go after him. Anyways, I was a light sleeper. And at times I still am uh, from time to time. And then I bought uh, some honey off of uh, uh, a guy I know who has a little bee farm. And anyways, put it in my tea one night, thought, and I remember thinking this, thinking, this is a stupid idea. I'm giving myself sugar before bed. What a terrible idea. And then I slept so hard that night, I drooled on myself. Wow, that's and I, amazing. And I, woke, and I woke up and I'm like, oh, I must have been really tired. I didn't think anything of it. And the next night I did it again and I drooled all over myself for a second straight night. <laughs> And then I started digging into honey and uh, its effects on the brain and how mm -hmm. it's converted into uh, melatonin and, and different things like that. And then you go down this rabbit hole of, of honey and you realize that uh, it, it's quite the, you know, I think you called lemon superfood, I think, or maybe somebody else told me. Yeah, uh, yes. And, and, and I've heard that honey is, is, is very similar. And then you get talking to all the old timers, the farmers, and they talk about all the different things they used to do with honey. Uh, and then the old ladies would always go, but nobody listens to us anymore with a big, big smile. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I, I'm seeing it. It, right and yeah. so uh you know when you talk about sleep um certainly some of it's self-imposed by you know staring at your phone or lots of different things where you know or maybe you got a tv in the bedroom i mean these you know these little things add up to uh to 
lack of sleep, right? Um, we have lots of distractions, but there are things that uh, you don't well, need a sleeping pill, in my opinion. Go take a get a get some tea and put a little uh, a little bit of honey in it. Oh uh, yeah, and not the store bought junk. No. I'm talking like the actual honey that Local. is just fan yeah. And anyways. Uh, well, to me, that's, that's something I stumbled upon. I rave about it all the time. I have no idea if anyone's ever used oh, that. Um, well, yeah, and there's, you know what? That's just one like gem, and um, you know, two two things. One to do with sleep, and then just the history of natural remedies. But first, with sleep, um, going back to gut health. Did you know that? Like a huge number. Um, I don't know the percentage um, of neurotransmitters are created in our gut. They're not created in our brain. People don't believe that. So those feel-good, happy hormones, you know, like serotonin, dopamine, they're created in your gut. And when your gut is, is, is not functioning properly, you actually are, a lot of people can't sleep because serotonin is a precursor to melatonin. So you see how the body is connected mm -hmm. and it, the amazing brilliance of our body. So heal your gut, heal your brain, heal your sleep. Um, and yeah, I mean, people who are working on their gut, but still not sleeping can take a melatonin. I take melatonin myself. I've, 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 you know, I also recommend, uh, before bed taking a high quality magnesium because magnesium really helps with sleep and it's a natural, um, um, you know, uh, mineral minerals are calming in general. So you should take them at night, take your vitamins in the morning as a tip. Don't take them at night. All those B vitamins are energizing. So you take magnesium at night. It's responsible for over 200 biochemical functions in your body and it helps you sleep. It's just amazingly good mm -hmm. for you. Most people are deficient because not only is there not enough magnesium in our vegetables and our foods, you know, transport over long distances, there's not enough nutrients in the soil, et cetera, et cetera. You don't eat enough. Um, so that those two things alone, combined with a little bit of honey in your drink, it should should do uh, wonders for sleep. And look at when you're crank when you haven't had enough sleep, it's 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 hard to manage everything. It's hard to be happy. You know, you get cranky, right? So sleep is 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 hugely significant for our health. And plus, most things uh, in your body get repaired while you're sleeping. So all of the, you know, cellular uh, breakdown and everything and all detoxification occurs at night. So you really have to get a good sleep. They say seven to nine hours is critical. And anyone who's deceiving themselves, oh, I can get by in five or six. Look at these great people throughout history. A lot of them got dementia because your body just can't handle lack of sleep over years and years. So you got to get sleep. What was when, you know, um, on your journey, you mentioned being a gymnast and, and, and then, uh, you know, and kind of going through the sporting world that way. But what point did you stumble into or maybe just step right into uh, nutrition and health and, and starting to look at, like, natural ways? Uh, was there something that just, like, snapped in your brain, like a little quick snap? Or was it something that your parents instilled in you? How did, how did you... How did you yeah. venture into this? Oh, man. Uh, well, I mean, I was, you know, because I was a fit as a gymnast, I always, but I, I started experiencing food allergies in uh, high school 
And I, was, I think that's when they started spraying the wheat, quite honestly. And I, I just debilitating pains and brain fog and all this, these classic signs. So I used to keep a food journal and I was fascinated by food, even though I didn't eat that well. You know, it was back in the day and I'm dating myself. <laughs> um, you know, M&M muffins would be my lunch with white, white bun with processed cheese, you know. Um, but I already knew something was off and I did get a scholarship to become a food scientist. So I thought I'd go into that. Luckily, I didn't. I ended up getting an arts degree, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> the passion of mine for communication. Um, but, you know, as I went through life, I started reading more and more about how broken the system was. And it wasn't until my I got married and my husband got really ill. He developed uh, rheumatoid arthritis. And he and I started going down different paths because he went down the allopathic path with more drugs and more drugs and he was getting sicker and sicker and I started researching more and more about natural treatments and I noticed when I'd give him natural things like barley grass he would do better um, but we we had this gap and I was so frustrated that I decided to go back to school and that's when I'd had a university degree but I went back and be and went to college to become a holistic nutritionist and I was so passionate because he was frustrating me he wasn't listening that I wrote my book uh, very quick it took me two years but I, I really wanted to reach people and it became kind of like a life mission so I I started speaking at recruitment events in my industry about health and I became like the health expert for high-performing recruiters um, and that was a little niche of mine um, and I just I got more and more involved in the food movement and from an agricultural standpoint and the toxic chemicals and GMO foods and how you know the lie behind them that they, they don't have higher yields and they actually are quite toxic to humans and very, very bad for the farmers trying to, to grow them, particularly in places like Africa when they, you know, they have seed patents and things like that. So I just went progressively more in that direction. And I've gone even further since, since COVID began in, in uh, 2020, learning about the upside of all these natural remedies, how effective they can be, plus some of these technologies that aren't mainstream because they've been repressed deliberately. Uh, the Rockefeller system has um, per, slandered a lot of these natural treatments. So it's it started, you know, turn it's been it's it's been over a hundred years that this has been happening. They they kind of hijacked mainstream medical uh, education and doctors today they don't take a hippocratic oath anymore and they don't learn about nutrition i think it's like one hour course or you know a few a few a few sessions on it so they aren't learning integrated medicine anymore so i've uh, more and more people are breaking with that system and i interviewed um sarah from uh canadian frontline nurses oh sarah your last name i can't pronounce it choo choo something like that anyways uh kristen nagel's partner wonderful lady right right and i i actually did some training with uh the front that with them i did a webinar on, on some of these new technologies so i mean the message is actually quite exciting for people is that when we take personal responsibility for our health, when we start to realize what they say and the reality is very different, safe and effective isn't necessarily true, but some of these um, so-called, um, you know, uh, quack um, things like honey are actually incredibly good for our bodies. And, and when we go back to a system where we use mostly natural remedies and there is a place for uh, integrated medicine and, and, and allopathic care as well, I believe that, we are going to be so much healthier and happier 
um, collectively, every single person. You know, we have an obesity epidemic. We have people who are so depressed that instead of uh, putting nutrients in their body, they turn to alcohol or drugs. Um, you know, we got drug addiction, fentanyl issues, you know, so many issues because people become hopeless when they aren't healthy as well. So you're, the mind and the body are connected. When your physical body is unhealthy, you know, you're going to have mental, emotional issues as well. They're, 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 they're connected. If you don't nourish your body properly, um, you're going to be low. You're going to be depressed. So, I mean, it is a holistic system, and that's what we're coming to. And we're realizing beyond ourselves, the the frequency or the you know the 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 energy of other people affect us too and then we're looking at things like um the technologies affect us so being in close proximity to emf we are electromagnetic beings so this is sort of the next phase of where people are learning that we are truly um you know we're spiritual people but we're electromagnetic and that that means you know you can go into a room and have a gut feel that's you, you sense other people's frequency. So you resonate your own frequency. You're mm-hmm. affected by everything. And food has a frequency. Um, and isn't, bar- isn't, Sorry, uh, that right there is um, interesting to me. Because I think we've all, I, like, I, I don't know where other people's heads go, but I think we've all walked into a room. Mm-hmm. And then had a, a gut sensation of like, Oh, this is this is where yeah I, I'm I'm supposed to, and I'm you know and we've all walked into the opposite room where you're like I don't know if I want to be here. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a distinct experience everybody's had before, where you walk in and you're like, yeah, I'm in the right spot, or not. The complete opposite. I I just to me that sticks out. I, I've I've, yeah. I've I've had both those experiences before. I've, I don't know if I've really um, ever sat and contemplated both of them. Uh, before yeah and it, it's a brilliant comment because when you think of it like we take this for granted it's sort of unconscious to us but we are constantly either sending out messages that attract or repulse others even just our movement you know you just walk into a room you know you can walk to over to a party look someone in the eye and and know that you want to talk to that person or know that you don't want to talk to that person so i mean but this is the future of, of medicine. I'm, you know, I'm part of certain groups here in my community. We talk about some of these new, um, you know, frequency healing. Um, there's, there's Dr. Rife. Um, and if your audience doesn't know his story, he was a man in turn of the century, like I think 1920 or just, you know, in around there, he found a technology, found that every pathogen has a certain frequency. Um, and then he developed this, this uh, tool that could attack just that pathogen and nothing else. Um, and he went and he, and he cured like terminally ill cancer patients. And that was like in the 1920s, late 20s or early 30s. Um, and in the beginning, people were like, wow. And they wanted to get it into hospitals. But then the American Medical Association came in and shut them down. Because when you think of it, they make a lot of money off of drug treatments um, and, you know, things like chemotherapy. Um, but the, the downside of chemotherapy, there's, there's hum- huge downsides, but it, it 
it kills a lot of cells. So, you know, some people die from that. It's radiation. But with this technology, Dr. Reif was going in and just taking out the pathogen. So just think, um, he was threatened and slandered and, and ended up um, kind of penniless, but he never gave up his patents. And it was an, it's become an underground movement. And people still today, it's becoming uh, more widely accepted. And I believe things like Reif and other frequency healing devices will become mainstream in the future. That's my prediction, you know, in every home. Um, you know, even Jason Shurka, who wrote the book about energy, he's promoting some of these uh, precursors to what he calls a med bed, these energy healing cubes um, and scalar, scalar technology. These new types of energy and frequency healing are very real. Um, and I've seen some of them myself. I've seen what they can do. So, um, you know, even Rife can can totally treat someone with Lyme disease. I've had people come to me with debilitating symptoms. Um, and so a lot of these things that build up in your body, like uh, like a viral load, like you say, um, you can you can actually analyze how much you have in your body and then using something like frequency healing, you can attack that 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 sort of build up and knock it back down so it doesn't express, you know, epigenetically. So, I mean, I think the future is very exciting for health. Uh, people are waking up that you can't just hand over your health sovereignty <clears throat> to governments or big pharma. They want to make a profit. Now, do they want you to be healthy? Is that going to be good for their cash flow and their profits? Better to have a sick customer. So take control of your own health. Uh, you know, use natural remedies. Um, try to get yourself off uh, the drugs as much as possible. The prescription drugs, some some of them are needed. So I'm, I'm and I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to say that. But there are incredible things you can do to maximize your health. Like here, I'm I'm not a spring chicken, but generally I'm out, you know, constantly working out. I mean, I, I might spend an hour on my fat bike and then that's not enough for me. So I'll go cross country skiing right after, you know, because I love to get a really great workout, preferably in nature. And, you know, just the healing aspects of being outside in nature in the forest are, are huge. You know, it's, it's interesting to me. I, I, um, I, I agree with so much what you said. And yet uh, I'm, I'm laughing at myself because when you talk about these frequencies and how you can heal and, and things like that, I must be a, a, a guy who's a bit skeptical because I, I sit yeah. and I go, but in saying that, yeah, that's fine. I love it. Well, well, I sit and I go, I laugh at myself as I say that because I'm just like, yeah, but, you know, one of the, the best things I ever did was, and I'm by no means perfect at this, but I, you know, I, I had issues with my body probably like, you know, well, geez, what was that? Probably five years ago, four years ago. So I did a, I did a, a food journal just to, just to okay. see what I was putting in. And then you start to realize, like, oh, and then if you start to just twist and turn that a little bit, you can literally physically feel the changes, right? Some of it's appearance oh. or some of it's just how you feel. Like, I mean, that's the whole point of it. Absolutely. And then I talk at my story with honey in particular, and I know like that experience is something like I just, you know, I, I will never forget. Like it's just, it was just wild to me. So I, I'm a huge proponent of that. And then you start talking frequencies, frequencies and it's probably just something I've never experienced. So I hear it and I'm like, it seems a little out there. It, it seems like yeah. almost too good to be true, you know? Yeah, and I yet, get it. And yet I say all that, Tish, and I go, and yet we've all lived through what we've lived through, and you go like, hmm, you know, like what else have I missed? And so I'm curious about it. Mm -hmm. Well, 
what I've learned in the last few years, a lot of the, the solutions were all getting complicated and it has to be, oh, and then you're like, oh, a lot of it, it's simple. It's simple. We're electromagnetic beings and we are um, all, you know, our hearts actually have more neurotransmitters than our brain. Like we, 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 we are magnets, you know, and you can draw things in with your food, with your thoughts, with your feelings, your physically. Um, they have what measured the human energy field. It's a real thing too. So, I mean, when you think of yourself as an energetic being, I mean, this is, of course, we can become spiritual. I am a Christian, right? That we're souls having a human experience. But if you, even if you're an atheist or an egg, whatever, we don't have to, we don't have to like divide because I'm trying to unite, but we're all like, energetic beings and it's it's empowering really that you can enhance your energy you know you know and when you when you say you sit your, your household with two boys has an interesting conversations i'm like i can just imagine now oh um, yeah yeah when you talk yeah. about being magnets okay mm -hmm. so i'm envisioning that i can attract what i want i hope i hope i'm getting this right so i can attract what i want if i put my mind in the right place i assume have you have you been able to accomplish that? Have you have you had those experiences where you're yes, you're wanting to attract? I don't know. I, I I guess I maybe I should just ask you to explain this to me. Yeah, you know what? And I'm happy to. I mean, because I've done a lot of research into this. Because I started okay, I started down the path of nutrition to help my husband, and he did pass away. Uh, so you know, he's that uh, I think of him as an angel now with my kids and. He has an incredible man. He was, um, he had a genius IQ, uh, but he was also like the funniest man. Like he, he, you know, he could have been on your podcast. He had a photographic memory so he could pull up trivia and he had a beautiful singing voice. So, it, you know, I think of him now as an angel. I lost him. Um, he never, he never bought into believing that his body could heal. So it does start with your belief systems mm. and, Joe Dispenza um, has done some incredible work um, in, in one of his books called You Are the Placebo. He did all of these things where they would give people a fake pill, for example, but they told them this is going to heal you from cancer. And just the studies on human beings, if we believe something powerfully, unbelievable things happen. So they would get they would get cured even with like a sugar pill. Um, and then there's also the work by um, Jose Silva. And he, he wrote about... Um, the ultra, I forget the system, you, the healer, it was his book, but he talked about how if you can get yourself into this uh, meditative state, so you, you get rid of the anxiety, calm your mind, and then you can visualize what you want um, in, in a, a certain visualization pattern. He did an incredible work on uh, making things happen, uh, changing people's performance, IQ, healing them. Uh, and he was a radio engineer, not some like flaky, you know, astrological person. He was a radio engineer, so he did it scientifically. But what uh, Joe uh, what Joe has done, you need to get yourself in this theta state so you can't be in beta. You can't be panicked. You got to be really relaxed. You send yourself what he calls mind movies. And he does this in workshops around the world. You practice these mind movies, what your destination is, how you're going to feel. So you have to reinforce the feeling. So whether what it is, you want success, you want a million dollars, you want the love of your life. You practice visualizing, uh, hopefully in a meditative state over time, like 20 minutes a day. And people are achieving all these uh, mind movies. So I did practice this for, 
I, I still practice it today. I do at night. I do a meditative 20 minute app on my phone. It's free. Um, all to do visualizing uh, what I'd like in the future. So um, I've seen it work incredibly in my life. Um, well, I, I know from a, an athlete's background, you know, all growing up playing hockey, they always uh, really pushed on vis visualiza visualization. Yes. Um, you know, if you, if you believe you're going to win or how you're going to do it, break it down into, uh, you know, the game, then each shift, period, et cetera. Uh, and certain people... Uh, have really had really good experiences with that. Others, maybe not so much. Um, yeah. I, I find it, I find it interesting, you know, like, uh, one of the things I do at the start of a year, and I learned this from, uh, the first, well, I, maybe it was his idea. I, I can't remember now. Anyways, Ken was the first podcast guest. And, uh, in the book club, we talked about, you know, you should just write down your goals for a year. You should just write them down. At least they're physically there. Yes. Even if you forgot, forget about them, you should come back at the end mm -hmm. and take a look at what they were. And so I was like, oh, all right, sir. So, you know, um, if I go back to when I first uh, started the podcast, my goal was to be full-time five years in, and I got there in three years or three oh, in, three and good. change. Um, there, There's a list of, of guests that I would love to have that's just sitting there. And slowly, some of them are like, you know, don't get me wrong, maybe they're Maybe they'll take a decade to achieve, you know, uh, you, you never know. But I'm not going to say I can't because I'm not putting that that out there. But, you know, I, even even uh, I got a list on my phone um, from uh, from get uh, sorry, from listeners suggesting. Mm -hmm. And it's I put a little green check mark every time I get one of them. One of them was Premier Daniel Smith. That was that was. Yeah, it's right? a huge coup. I'd love and, to have her on my show. That's amazing. And, and, and so you just kind of you. It, anyways, for me, writing down goals and putting that. Oh, there, huge. cementing it. You don't have to. It's not like some people say you got to stare at it all the time. Maybe you do. For me, it it no. hasn't been that experience. For me, it's like you write it down, and that thought process of putting pen to paper and being like, "This is what I want." I, I've thought about it. I've done it with with my my wife. Me and me and Mel have done it when it comes to goals for for uh, um, not just our careers, our kids, but also. Uh, like um, I, I'm forgetting the word we used. I'm gonna say love life, but that's not that, that's not what it what is relationship. Titled. Relationship. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Um, yes. You know, and and it's funny how often now, um, when it comes to our anniversaries, we had put things down on a car trip to Edmonton. I can remember exactly when we did it, and now when we talk about our ten year anniversary, which is coming in a couple of years, oh, we know what we're supposed to be doing. Yes. And it's hard to it's hard to talk around that when we know what we're supposed to be doing. You know, it's interesting. Oh, you, yeah, you bring up like it's so important to get your thoughts out of your head. So, I mean, and even just to to quote Joe De Silva again, because he said you can like you say your life is crap right now, right? Say you're listening and maybe you lost your job or I don't know, maybe you broke up with someone. You know, things aren't going well. You can shift out of all of that. So what the, the formula is, you ch you can change your personality too. So he says that your personality, and people think this is fixed. That's not true. You know, I'm a different person than I was a few years ago. But your personality is just your personal reality and and your personal worldviews. And we've seen that more than anything in the last few years. And that's made up of your your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. So when you practice meditation or journaling or you goal writing. 
you're changing your thoughts. You're getting out of the negative mindset, like, oh, I'll never make it. You know, I'm never going to get a job, all that crap. Um, and when you start consistently working on it and you replace those toxic, negative, never, I'll never make it thoughts with maybe I can, maybe I can do it, or I'm going to try, here's what I want. Uh, it changes your emotions. And then you start taking the action steps over a period of time, you know, and, and anything can happen, amazing things. And it's not going to be without its hurdles. Anything that you want to accomplish will always have a setbacks and challenges and can take longer than you think. But you keep at it, you, you can get there. So putting it on paper is one of the powerful ways to do that. And I and it's amazing how many people don't write things down. I've always been a, like a huge goal person and writing things down. And when I was coaching people, performance coaching for uh, recruiters and other people, write it down. And it's amazing. Write it down a, a weekly, monthly, and annually. Um, and then track it. Track how you're doing. And if you're doing well, give yourself like a pat in the back. And if you're not doing well, do a like, hey, why didn't I get there this month? You could say, you know what? I got caught up in this negative mindset for a while or you know, I had to do this or just analyze it and coach yourself. And it's 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 incredible um, and it, it's powerful, really. Simple things work. Simple dietary things work. Simple things like just getting out there and moving, you know, walking around the block. One, I'd say if you walk around the block for like 35, 40 minutes a day, you can lower your chance of uh, heart disease by like 68%. I mean, just powerful stuff like that. It doesn't have to be rocket science. Yeah, it, it's it's. I I talk about um, on my side of things. I think of a lot of things as confidence. You know, when I first started the podcast, I would have told you I don't have I, I don't think I'm ready for uh, at that time it would have been Don Cherry. I'm mm -hmm. not ready for Don Cherry. I'm just, I, I just started. I just want to get my feet wet. Give me a couple easy conversations or whatever, you know, I, I said back then. And uh, so for me, um, it's all about building confidence, just little piece by little piece by little piece. And if you fixate on it, you know, you'll, 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 you, you probably destroy some of your confidence because you think, oh, it was only that little bit and I wish it was this much. I wish I had that much confidence. But if you just start to like piece together your confidence, piece by piece by piece, at some point you're going to look back and go, holy crap, how did I get way up here? Uh, I mean, I'm still shooting for the stars, but like, and, and, and then that starts to build and then you can build higher and faster because you've set the foundation in order. And what I'm, what I'm, um, alluding to on my end was, you know, listeners got to hear in, in 2022, I hit a million downloads on the podcast. So that's, that's Spotify. That's Apple. That is not social media. That is strictly Amazing. people searching out the podcast and downloading it. And lots of people wonder, and I, I don't know what you do on your side, Tish, but I, I don't stare at the numbers like ever. I, I find I get it stresses yeah. me out if if the numbers aren't constantly rocketing to the moon. I'm, yeah. And I'm like, am I doing something wrong? Am I doing... So what I do is, you know, usually I have a check-in once a month just to see where I'm at. Okay. And I don't hang my worth on the number. I just... I, I mentally check yeah. in and I go, oh, okay. I, I, I have the phone line connected. That way I have a feel for what the audience is talking about and everything else. They kind of direct part of the ship that is the Sean Newman podcast, right? There's suggestions constantly coming in and I allow them to, you know, kind of guide where this is journey is gone. And saying that this past November, I hit a million and 
it was one of those moments. I don't do this very often, uh, you know, in my life. It, it's there's multiple times I've done it where you kind of just sit, step step back and look and go, "Holy crap! I think we better enjoy this one moment here for for yeah. a few minutes." Um, oh yeah. Because your head's down and you're grinding and you're working and you're trying to get things better and you're you're learning about your body and you're you know all these different things that people do and including myself and you need to be consistent about those things but every once in a while you got to take a step back for some people that in the beginning maybe that's every week month I remember when I checked my numbers weekly then monthly and I'm I eventually am going to get to a point in time I'm sure where I'm like I'm just gonna check it every year you know like to me and some analytical guy is going to say I'm a moron and maybe I just need to hire an anal- uh, uh, like a, a guy that f- loves focusing on that. But to me, I don't like it. And mm-hmm. it's done my uh, mental health, my confidence, a world of good. And saying all that, I'm long-winded here. I just, uh, I think, yeah, that going back to all of that, that I'm, I've come almost full circle and talking over myself. Oh, yeah. No, congratulations. That's phenomenal. I mean, I just started podcasting. uh, I can't like, like, less than I don't know, like, eight months ago, or seven, I don't know, sometime maybe April, I can't remember March, April of last year, just kind of half heartedly. And then I started gaining steam in the fall. I wasn't sure if there was going to be another election. So it was like, well, how can I reach people have deep dialogues, because I'm more of a deep dialogue person, long dialogues, I have a hard time doing a five minute video. It's like, ah, I have so much to say. So I really like the long format. Plus, I've met amazing people. So yeah, for me, it just kind of got going in the fall. And I love it. Yeah, I intend to do for me two podcasts a week. Um, Maxine Bernier is coming on my show hopefully this Thursday. That's, ex- that's exciting. Yeah, talk. I'm on, uh, yeah, so I'm Spotify and Apple as well. Rumble and BitChute. Rumble is Thrive with Tish, BitChute's Tish Talk. Who's, who, uh, Maxine will be a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, Tish. Who would you, if, if, if Tish was the, 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 I don't know, uh, the Joe Rogan of the world. Yeah, uh, that was my inspiration to be the Joe Rogan of Canada. No, there you go. <laughs> you and my, me both. Yeah. <laughs> who would you? Who's the person you want to sit down with? Like, who's who's like I would? You know, like you know, Yeah, I I actually had it like originally when I said I'm just gonna have to start a podcast. In my mind, I always wanted to sit down with Joe Rogan because, like, he's the pinnacle, right? I mean, I wanted to to be on his show or not on mine. I'd be on his show. But I enjoy, he's a martial artist. We have that in common. And I see how he, he tries to unify the left and the right, uh, which I like to do. You know, people put me in a box, which wasn't true. Like, okay, you join the PPC, you're a right-wing conspiracy theorist. Okay, you're a holistic nutrition, you're a left-wing nut job, right? Oh, you're a business owner, you're a capitalist, you know? I mean, I, I reject all these labels. So I like um, I like Joe, and I like some of his formats, so probably probably Joe Rogan. If I could get on his show, I'd feel like, hey, I, yeah, I, that'd be amazing. That would be a huge accomplishment. Would so you would, but, so yeah. you would like to be on his show? Yes, would Joe, I'd like to be on your show. Yeah, exactly. In the yeah. pinnacle of success, mm-hmm. from hosting side though, is Joe is Joe your is Joe oh, your jewel? Yeah, I, I, no, actually not. I mean, because those are two those are two, in my opinion, yeah, very different questions. Different. 
Yeah, you know what? That's an amazing question. And who would I want on my show? Um, I'm not sure. It depends where things go politically in the next little while. I I gonna have to think about that because I always knew I wanted to be on Joe's show, but who who would I want on my show? Yeah, who who would you want? Who would be the pinnacle for you? Well, I have multiple different pinnacles, right? Yeah. Where I think like they're crown jewels, you know, where I'm like, man, like wow. Uh, once upon a time, Don Cherry was was like top ten. I never thought I'd get him, and then I, you know I I got Don. Um, I my background's hockey, like I oh, so okay. so. I would love to have my favorite player of all time, Stevie Y, Steve Eiserman on because of the way he conduct continues to conduct himself. His story mm. his his like uh there's there's qualities there in a the story that I think would just be like fascinating to to listen to. Yeah. Um oh, interesting. Bobby Orr is a friend of the family. I mean not my side, but my late husband's side and uh, i i just have to tell a hockey story because since i didn't realize you're such a hockey guy i should have realized with the shirts there but uh when my husband and i we got married his family's really big in gm bobby orr was one of their big uh guys and when we got married um it was really fortunate my husband and i bought the dealership in in our local town and so we had the grand opening and bobby orr showed up in our little town it was such a huge event. He was going to stay for like two hours, I think, at the most. And this was already generous and kind. There was a lineup that went down uh, this, the, like one of the main streets for like miles. He ended up staying there, I think it was eight hours. Like it ended up being till like late at night. And that guy, he signed everybody's uh, whatever it was they had. And he had a kind word for everyone. He never rushed anyone. I was like, you truly are a great classy guy and i said you know what you were always my number one bobby and he loved that you know the war between gretzky um but what a classy guy you know um it just it just goes down that in memory of him well i mean bobby Orr, uh certainly uh kale mccarr and uh, you know geez it's been a while since i talked a little sports on here folks kale mccarr uh in my eyes, maybe one of the best defensemen of all time. I mean, he just, you know, he won the Norris and everything else. He's he's fantastic to watch. But the stories, I've interviewed all these old-timers who played against him, played with him, everything, and they just said he was he was in a completely different league. They talked about Bobby uh, just being able to do things on the ice that no man has ever been able to uh, recreate. Now, that's a different era, blah, blah, blah. You kind of get the point. Um, but yeah. uh Bobby would be a fun conversation as well. I mean, the stories that man would have. Um, you know, I, I, I want to make sure I put this out to the universe yet again uh, because <laughs> yeah. one of the two goals I had in 2022, and, you know, this is why my mind now has changed. You set more than two goals. One was to go full-time check. My second is the is probably the crown jewel I'd love to have. He, he's the reason I started the podcast um, was Jordan Peterson. Uh, oh, yes. I'd love to interview him as well. And, yeah, and so, yeah, like, absolutely. I, I, to me, there's there's a lot of different people I'd love to have on here. I've always said I don't want to be Joe. I want to be Sean. I just want the ability to, when I reach out to whoever it is, they mm -hmm. want to come on because they understand uh, the value and, and, and who knows, maybe uh, – uh, the way my brain works or whatever it is, um, the reach, everything else. But that takes time, you know, like, uh, yeah, it does. Joe has been going at it a long time. I mean, look at how many episodes he's up to and, uh, the, the cast yeah. of characters he's assembled on there 
that's that's a lot of hard work, dedication, time, et cetera, et cetera. Some breaks, a little bit of luck mixed in there, you know. Yeah. And uh, certainly, that's where I I eventually, folks, hopefully, eventually, we keep working at it. Maybe we'll get there. Yeah. No, I I'd love to interview Jordan Peterson. I I realized that when I I've always been kind of I ready to talk to anyone. I mean, I interviewed for a living for decades, right? So I'm comfortable interviewing and conversing. And I grew up in a family that debated. I actually encourage debates because it's more fun for the audience. You know, one of my, um, one of the guys who came on a show, he's adamantly against Trump. And I, I'm not like queuing on, but I, I thought I read the list of the things he's accomplished. He's done a lot for the country. I'm kind of pro pro-Trump. So we had a debate and they love that too. So yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I learned that when, you know, you approach someone, you don't have enough subscribers that that's a certain marker, like, oh, how many subscribers do you have? So yeah, you have to chip away at it. And over time, uh, I think organically it builds. Like I was at a, an event the other night and then someone came up to me. This was the first time he said, oh, you're Tish Talk. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I, that felt really good. So that was my own little milestone after a few months. So, and, and they said, I love, I love what you do. And I love your guests. So that, you know, that, that's the reason you do it. It makes you feel great. And you know, these longer conversations, it's what people are thinking and they don't feel alone. You know, we talked on my show about relationships and them and how they, a lot of them have broken down. Um, and you know, that's a sad sad thing that's going on and, and a lot of people are struggling with that so when you have an open dialogue people don't feel so alone in their own struggles when they know some other people are struggling too and with loneliness and sadness and um you know the uncertainty of of uh, partnership and then you know and then it brings up the topic you said about every partnership needs to be nourished doesn't matter if you you know if you even when you're in one you can't take it for granted um so i love these conversations yeah and, and i mean i know theo Fleury is a hockey player i don't know if you've had him on your show because he's in the freedom movement yeah i've certainly had theo on a few times i've been on stage with theo uh when they when they unveiled their canadians for truth um oh yeah yeah it, it's uh they're actually um I yeah I've interviewed I've interviewed um, yeah I've interviewed them they're really great group you know well um, once again they're they're uh, there's a whole cast of characters I call those characters across Canada you know as I keep oh, stumbling yeah. into them um, that are that are in the independent media movement you know some bigger yes. than others some uh, just starting out some further along some you know and you just keep trying to dust them off that's you know when when you uh, when you reached out, uh, Tish, I was like, uh, "Here's a you know, like I get so caught up in trying to pay attention to you know everything going on in Canada, and then I'm trying to put out episodes and stuff. You you kind of lose track of who's who, oh, who yeah. and everything else. So it's it's fun when uh, listeners pass along uh, different ideas. Sometimes you can get to them. Sometimes you forget all about them. And and yes. then you come all the way full circle down down the down the line. But either way, it's it's uh, it's been cool to to I don't know stumble into all of you because once again, like uh, in the middle of COVID, yes. I think we all thought we were going insane for a bit. You know, like what is going on? You oh know? yeah. And uh, certainly, different shows help different people at different times, and 
as we start to collide, it's starting to bring together these groups of little islands that thought they were kind of all alone, you know, and realizing, you know, like Ottawa was that. It was all these different oh, people melding yeah. together going, holy crap, didn't realize you were sitting there all this time, right? Because oh, yeah. we get stuck in our worlds and, and don't realize, well, and I mean, the, the news ain't talking about it. Like the news no. is talking about a whole lot of other things. You know, as you were saying this, I was just sort of trying to like haphazardly glance at my phone because I interviewed and I just I just have this like you. My brain has just forgotten his name with uh, Canadians for Truth. It's driving me nuts. So Joseph, 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 Bordeaux. Joseph Bordeaux, what a great uh, what a great guy. And we had an amazing conversation um, on my podcast. And that's that's like another gift is meeting people and, and having this forum where you can have it long deep conversation without all the distractions you know you're at a party you can really only get five or ten minutes and it's like oh okay we'll see you later but you know to exchange to meet not only meet people you wouldn't have met before but then having these the chance to really converse i think this is healing for us like really talk about things and i really enjoyed uh joseph he's got a lot of great ideas for the country too um another great canadian for sure yeah, well, he um, he first um, maybe. Thanks only... for reminding me. Sorry, Joseph. I was just having that brain freeze, and the more you're talking, I'm going. Oh, it's going to bug me. I don't want to <laughs> ask you. I was trying to look it up discreetly, then, like you know, I'm just going to ask. <laughs> well, it, um, uh, Joseph was on the show with Theo when he was running for conservative leadership. Obviously, people will recall that you know they disqualified him for you know, uh, not enough, um, signatures or what I can't, I honestly, it's, 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 it's a long uh, time ago now. Thing. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's, uh, ah, it, Joseph, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of interested now maybe to go listen to your guys' conversation. Cause the first time I met Joseph was in, I, th- I want to say this summer of 2020 maybe, or maybe it was the summer of 2021. I can't remember now. Um, but he was talking about, uh, his uh, his struggles with health and the the mercury mm-hmm. poisoning and oh y- yeah you know like uh, there's there's all these things sitting out there around us that you know at times you you, you pay attention to and other times you know um it's almost like you you don't realize it's happening right because you just mm-hmm. you're so busy our our society is just go 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 um, yes. you know, and I've kind of created it for myself on the podcast with, uh, with having as many as I do is it's constantly go, go, go. And when you get those opportunities to, to slow down and sit and have a conversation, and certainly the podcast is exactly that. Although we both can agree if this was in person over a cup of coffee or what have you, the, uh, it would be that much better. And if yes. you can, and if you can do that in your community, um, and sometimes it comes to you. Other times you got to go search it out. Uh, yeah. You have absolutely. those conversations. Like for me, some people, you know, they, they, it's draining and, uh, really need to recharge after something like that. For me, it's like putting, putting a battery in me and let's go, let's get to work. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's move. Right. And, yeah. uh, for, for, you know, COVID what, what was taken from all of us, at least from my side of it, right. All these conversations, um, they did start happening, but they yes. had to, they had to happen closed doors and, and secretive and all the yeah. things that take all the fun out of it. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I thought you one person I'd love to have on my podcast is Robert Kennedy Jr. And I had the opportunity to meet him and you know, I had a couple of chats with him. I've got a picture of him on some of my social media. I felt overwhelmingly like uh, I had to meet him and so I drove to Tennessee with a couple of girlfriends for their children's health defense um, conference they were having. And one of his stories, uh, you mentioned Mercury with, um, you know, Robert Burgoke, because we talked about that too, Mercury poisoning. Did you, I got to ask, did, I hate to cut people off. That's did okay. You, did you, when you drove there, were you doing the podcast? I should have, but you see, I, it would have been a great thing because we got across How would he have border? turned you down? I literally just drove here. Would you come on for 20 minutes, uh, an guess hour? What? I didn't even ask him because this was like, I just started. It's that confidence. And I kicked yeah. myself. I should have started. I should, I'm going to ask him. I'm going to reach out and here's, ask him. Here's a story yeah. for you, Tish. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm curious your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then we're going to go back to Robert Kennedy Jr. I apologize. Listen, no, no, I love it. I, you believe me. I, I used like, I have a, I have a way of conversing, you know, sometimes it's like, Oh, 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 my, you know, so it's okay to jump in. It shows we're interested. I don't mind at all. I flew with my family. This is 2019 beginning of 2020. I think it was like January, 2020. It was well before lockdowns or just before lockdowns to say well before Paul Bissonnette. He's on spit and chicklets. He's like, larger than life uh in the hockey world right and in podcasting and everything else so we fly to arizona and uh listeners like you should get paul bissonette on and i was like yeah i should get paul bissonette on right like i'm like this is episode um i think he was on episode 64 so i'm at like episode 62 at the time no confidence to approach anyone yeah anyways so one of the kids that plays for ASU down there is from Lloyd. So reached out to him, got us tickets to the game. Great, going to go watch a hockey game with my brother-in-law. And, you know, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm not thinking about Paul Bissonnette. Or I, if I am, I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, he may frequent the game. That's what I've been told. So I'm sitting there with my brother-in-law in the family section because we got tickets from a guy who's on the team in a place oh, that we should never nice. be. Sit beside this old guy who's there because his daughter goes to the college or university and somehow he's a hockey fan and his daughter gets him a ticket from one of the guys on the team. So there's three of us that should not be there. Mm. And we're sitting there. And in walks Paul Bissonnette. And I'm oh. like a little I'm like a little fanboy. And he walks wow, in. Story. And comes and sits right in front of me. Oh my god. Pr- oh okay. wow. Yeah. Now now I don't talk to him because I can't I don't even know what to say. I'm like I'm like a giddy like like a kid just saw Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. So he gets up and walks away. And uh, then I start telling these two because the two of them don't know who he is, who he yeah. is. Right. And the old guy's like, Oh, you gotta go talk to him. Just go talk to him. I'm like, oh yeah, just go talk to Paul Bissonette at a hockey game. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's so easy when it is actually that easy. Anyways, so I sit there and we're having a beer or two and I'm trying to I'm trying to work my courage to finally go talk to him. So now now goes past the first period. Then goes past mm, the second period. No. The third period's coming up, okay? Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, finally, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up, and I'm going to go walk out. I'm going to go try and find him. All right, fair. I'm getting the courage, and out walks Paul Bissonnette, and he walks back down, up, and sits right in front of me again. And the old boy slaps him on the shoulder as fast as he could go and goes, this guy wants to be on your podcast. And I burst out laughing because his podcast is number one sports podcast in 
the world oh, right now. This isn't this wow. isn't Sean wanting to go on his. This is him. I want him to come on mine. And so I burst out laughing. We start talking, and Paul was was very very friendly, but you could tell he was uncomfortable. And and ah, no, I'm not really. That. And I just uh, I said no. I want you to come on mine. He said I don't really go on. I said ah, that's fair. Uh, you know, it's not a big deal. And he's like, you know what? Screw it. And then gave me his number, and we did it that night. And oh I'm my. Like, God, what a great I, story! I, but I'm like, what do you make of that story, right? Like, wow. it's like I, I didn't, wasn't trying See? to will that into B or anything. I was so nervous when you talk about driving to JF or to well, Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah. I'm like, all you had to do was ask. Sometimes, yeah. The fact, anyways, it, I don't know where I was going. I'm just like, it, you're gonna drive all that way. I'm like, yeah. Freaking you know ask what? the question. It brings up so much because it's funny how things, themes get developed in podcasts unintentionally. It seems like, you know, this whole thing about, and people might not even believe it in themselves about courage. And then this look like attracting things like you really put it out there. You want to build your podcast and like, it's almost like magic. This guy just showed up and then, wow, you had the guts and you do need to have guts. Like the courage, you know, it doesn't matter you got to just go for it. And what's the worst case scenario? He would have said no, but in and your he did case, say no. He and said he did no, say no, but he changed his mind. Yes, he, he did. So good about it. That's the other thing. Handle rejection. Well, and it often can get turned around. Um, not always, but wow, that's a great story. But yeah, with, you know what? I am going to reach out to uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s team because he's such a busy man too. Cause he's literally fighting so much legally but um and but here's the thing we both here's yeah. the thing we both know about him he understands the importance of what he's doing yes he understands that time is not running out but that if he could add extra time to the day he would and that yeah. if he can reach probably five more people through tish I, no, I'm speaking for him. Maybe he's not what I've seen. Maybe he's well, a complete and utter asshole and wants nothing to do with it. No, no. But a I man have, who a man who conducts himself the way he has, I I'll, don't think so. I'll tell you a story, and then you've inspired me to take action. It, you, you can stay tuned how it goes. But so we went to this conference. We risked getting across the border. We put a a little fake mask on the windshield. You know, just get through without questions we get down to this conference i met doctors and oh that's smart freedom it, fighters <laughs> yeah that was good it's like so we got there and we had a blast it was a long ride but then here i am outside with a glass of wine who comes out on the patio i'm basically completely alone but robert kennedy jr oh. with his with his bodyguards and in my mind i'm going oh i I, I think I'm thinking I'd love him on my podcast, but what do I do? Nothing, nothing. And we have this little conversation. He said, how are you enjoying it? And then I said, oh, you know, it's amazing. And then he left to go to his hotel. So it's like opportunity missed because I Maybe. didn't think my podcast was big enough. Maybe. It was just but, a but, little tiny thing, but I'm going to follow up. You but know, think if, of the but here here's here's something else that I'll, we I'll, made the connection and he really liked me. Like he came up to me. He goes, oh, yeah, like I remember you. How are you, Tish? And I'm like. He remembered me. <laughs> Here, here's here's the thing that I'll, I'll leave you with some positive vibes because I, I really believe this. Maybe, maybe, maybe if you'd asked, it would have been the wrong time and, and maybe mm -hmm. and all this thing. You know, I think of the, the Chinese uh, proverb or the Chinese, uh, the farmer, you know, uh, uh, his... What, what, what is it? Uh, his his horse runs away and the townspeople all come running in and, and they go, oh, isn't that bad? And he goes, oh, maybe. And the next day, 
the wild yeah. horse, the horse comes back with seven wild ones and mm-hmm. they all go well isn't that the greatest thing he goes maybe and then his horse you know his son's training the horses and breaks his leg and they all yeah. come in and you know and then the, and they yeah. all, you know and and so maybe mm-hmm. maybe um if if i've learned anything and i'm a slow learner and i'm i'm still learning and everything else is you know sometimes it's there and it, it's just you know i i hear that story and i go man I think if you would have approached it, there's a good possibility. Mm-hmm. And saying that, for all you know, he'd been asked 15 times, and that's why he was leaving. He was mm-hmm. just tired of, I just can't do anymore. And maybe that's mm-hmm. what it was that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I think of the Paul Bissonette story in, in, in Arizona, I have no idea because I, I, I and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like, act like I facilitated that when I completely was like against it. I didn't have the confidence for it. Hell, I, I said, I ah, don't worry about it. My reaction to him saying no was almost like relief that I don't have to yeah. try and sit <laughs> down across from a guy that yeah. is going to expose me for being a, a shitty podcast host. Like, <laughs> think about that. That's where I was at in that mentality. Now I'm like, I, well, I, once again, I'll say it again. I had Daniel Smith on Monday live. And I was terrified of the interview, but I embraced that. I embraced yes. that that emotion. And that's close to well, that's over four hundred podcasts, right? Between the three hundred and seventy wow. I've released Excellent. and then and, and yeah. everything else. So I encourage you. I, I think that would be exceptional if okay, you Okay, I'm gonna and do I, it. Yeah. I'm I'm I, you know what I am? I'm gonna polish up my, my my format, but yeah, I'll give it a shot. You know, you gotta you gotta it's like you can't score if you don't shoot at the net, right? Let's keep the hockey Ooh, analogy. Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You miss 100%, 100% of the yeah. shots you don't take. Yeah, exactly. And it's like that with everything. And it might take five shots to get that goal or 10 or 50. Well, uh, Keith Keith Morrison, Dateline. I tell this story lots too for uh, for listeners who've been along with, for the wreck. Dateline, Keith Morrison, The Voice. He has ties to Lloyd Minster. His parents, uh, his father was a pastor here, I believe, is what it was. And that took me six months of no. correspondence, of of uh, email after email after getting close to getting denied, to getting close to getting denied, blah, blah, blah. You get the point. And that's my, to me, with Jordan Peterson, it's probably been 100 emails. And then my biggest frustration is zero replies back. I haven't yeah. been able to. I haven't been able to break anyone to where they're like, "This is what you need to do. You need because if I could just, in my brain, if they would just say, "Listen, you need to have a million followers. You yeah. need to uh, appear on this. You need to X. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the ramification. I don't. I don't. If they just yeah. give me the parameters, then at least you can work towards it. something. Yes. When you don't know, you just don't know. And my frustration, you know, and I, if I use the same theory of. Um, you know, if you watch how things play out, sometimes you can see the opportunity. If I watch how things play out in, in Jordan Peterson, I get to the point where I'm just like, I'm going to keep putting it out there, but I don't think it's the right time. And I don't yeah. know why that is. And I'll tell you a little other story. Jeez, I don't know. It's story mode today. Um, listeners bought me VIP, a VIP ticket to see Jordan Peterson this past year oh. in Regina. Okay. Oh, to wow. physically shake his hand. Oh, I saw him too. But your listeners bought that for you. That's yes. really nice. And then you know what happened the week before he was supposed to be in Regina? He canceled the show. Oh, And I no. was like, 
Like, uh, what other sign do I need? This ain't going to happen this year, right? I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. Like, this man I want to meet, he helped change my life in a very positive way. Oh, did helped. you read his books, The 12 Rules of Life? Well, we, those, we, yeah. we started a book club in 2018, uh, four of us, uh, five of us, better husbands, better fathers, um, just trying to challenge, listen, blah, blah. And Good. one of the first books we read was Jordan Peterson. So we saw him well before he was ever polished in mm -hmm. a hotel in Edmonton. He was fantastic. Saw him again live in, in uh, one of the theaters in Edmonton and have been a follower, you know, uh, like a listening and uh, wrestling with some of his thoughts now for five years. And certainly yeah. people have been following him for a lot longer than that. Um, yes. I just, to me, his his brain is is fascinating yeah i saw him live at the rebel news event um and i'm lucky there's a number of them here in you know north gta so i'm going to see uh christine anderson um and i'm gonna ask her to be on my show for sure she's coming uh to canada she's the yes. uh, mmp equivalent in europe uh standing up uh gutsy and I want to ask Pastor Pazlowski as well. I don't know if he's been on your show, but I think he's uh, he's an amazing guy in Alberta speaking out um, about Arter. things. You're talking Arter, uh, Arter Pazlowski in jail. He's got amazing stories. I met him at an uh, event. It's, it's yeah. interesting. You know, um, uh, I can, I think I can help you there. I, oh, really? Sure. You yes. know who I'd love to have on my show because we share a passion for kids' mental health is Theo Fleury. Oh, so, we can we can hook that up too, too. Oh, uh, I, I would love a, that. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm I'm learning. I'm a slow learner, so I'm going to say this al aloud in 2023. One of the things I'm hoping to do better is uh, is 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 help help people. You know, uh, uh, me and Nicole Murphy, and Nicole Murphy uh, comes up right after you, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it. I get I get stuck in this um, scarcity mindset. You know, like yeah. I can only be not, not that I can be the only one to ever have whoever on. Just that in the business we are, where I'm doing this full time, you worry that if uh, your guest list appears everywhere, then you become irrelevant. And yet, that's not exactly true whatsoever. Because Joe Rogan's guests, for instance, appear everywhere. Yeah. And yet, you go to Joe because you like Joe's style, or maybe you like. Tish's style, or maybe you like uh, Trish Wood's style, you know, all these different people. And some people just like Sean's style, and uh, that's put me where I'm at. And, and well, to help others along, um, I'm, I'm a slow learner, I'll say that again. Uh, feels like it should be something that just comes natural. And at times, when you're an entrepreneur, and you're trying to facilitate a full-time status where you're supporting a family, I can get in my own head. And so, no, let, let's get you... Uh, oh. Let's get you Theo. I think that's that's an easy thing to do. One oh. other thing you should do while I think they're coming, I, I'll te I'll text you this or I'll email you this. I think Kid Carson and um, his group are coming to Toronto as well. That'd be a group for you to uh, meet up with because Kid Carson is uh, from Vancouver. He does a show uh, that's very popular, and he has oh. a whole bunch of different people that are speaking at his event. I've never been to it, so I can't vouch for yeah. it yeah no but, i'd love um, to and, and i just wanted to say because i speak about this um and i you know my whole corporate training on uh, leadership training of years in this facilitation <clears throat> um is moving from this 
scarcity mindset to this abundance mindset. And when you think of even the way nature is, right, if we go back to the template of nature, one seed, you know, like one plant has like hundreds and hundreds of seeds. There's no reason for people to be starving. You look at, you know, when you when you do micro farming, it's the same with everything. So when you think of podcasters, so you have your expertise, like, you know, you got this angle that I can, I can't know everything. So I bring you on and that really appeals. It adds value to my podcast. You know, I'm, I'm deep into holistic health and, and, you know, certain other avenues and resilience that gives that sort of gives more to your podcast. So we help each other grow bigger. Um, and this whole mindset, if we all move to this abundance mindset, this growth mindset, where there's just more and more, um, that the more we help each other, the more successful we all are. It's, it's that way everywhere. We Even when you go back to, and, and this is maybe for another day, but I've been really going back to the beginning, you know, Darwin's theory of evolution, and all built on the fact that the, the fastest and the smartest evolved. And, you know, so it makes it makes you kind of compete and feel you need to compete for scarcity because there's only so much out there. But when you shift your mind to like, wow, there's so much for everyone and we're all uniquely created and we can add value to everybody. So instead of competing, you're collaborating. Literally, you shift into abundance and you grow bigger and bigger. And it hap happens all over the place. So you brought up a great point for another day. And I've been really, um, you know, debating this and it's more philosophical. But it's a huge thing to move your mind out of scarcity. And all of those inevitable human fears come up. Like, you know, if I give away a little piece of my pie, does that mean I'll have less, right? And it's a normal feeling, but if we grapple with more and more collaboration instead of hard competition, we make everyone's work better. Um, so I think that's, you know, I, and, and anything I can do to help your podcast as well, I think it, we just help each other. Um, you know, I never know it's where this will go. When you talk about it, it makes so much sense. But mm -hmm. in one's mind, it's an interesting thing to wrestle with. Oh, absolutely. And, and we all both, I was a competitive athlete, right? And I'm a, you know, you, you, it's all performance, competing the against the other guy and winning. And there is a place for competing. And now I think the person who's trained the hardest um, should win, right? It shouldn't be a prize for everyone, something like that. But when you come to work and educating and building a community and, you know, changing the world, that's a collaborative effort. And so it's a different mindset. Mm needs a different mindset for that well so, i've I've, yeah. I've uh i've enjoyed our chat today we, we've been you know for the listener on this side we've been going for you know i i don't know two and a half hours something like that it's, yeah. it's been a, it's I'm, been it's been it's been a full full yeah. spectrum and I'm, I'm finding out a really uh um i'm gonna put this out to my side of things you know i'm 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 finding a, a uh these uh double headers as drew uh coined it you know like uh they're they're really fascinating because uh, you know when when you're constantly the interviewer, you uh, people always are on me that I never talk about myself, and I'm like, well, I you know I want to pull out of the guests some knowledge for you, and then having the flip uh, happen really uh, rounds out a a podcaster and and the guest yeah. and flip flop. It really melds together two sides of a conversation because obviously you guide one, I guide one, and I'm looking forward to. Uh, trying to track down or i'm sure my listeners will hammer me off some texts as soon as this airs but essentially doing this more with a few different people 
sure. um, to yeah. highlight their shows as well. Because I think one of the things in Canada we got to figure out is, uh, is where is all these different shows and who are they so that people know they're there. Because I think we're all sitting there doing our thing unbeknownst to the other islands sitting in, you know, Alberta, Ontario. I know of uh, uh, Manitoba, um, certainly out in BC. You, you get the point. There's all yeah. these different uh, avenues. And uh, to to kind of, like, to use your word, collaborate and every, everything else, I think would be very beneficial to not only my audience, but probably to others' audiences as well. Absolutely. Well, it's been my pleasure to be on your show today, Sean. It was great chatting with you for the last couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. thanks a lot, Tish. I appreciate it. All right. My pleasure. Bye now.